Creative Studio Academy, Semester 2, Session 1. Welcome to the Creative Studio Academy. This is the podcast to help you learn and explore how you can start and improve your skills with online content creation. My name is Joshua Rivers, and I will be your guide on this journey. Welcome back to the Creative Studio Academy. We are opening up the second semester now for the Academy. In this session, we're going to be talking about the platform for your website and then some of the basic settings that are often overlooked. But before we get into that, I did want to do a little bit of recap and introduction for those that may just be joining us for the first time. So if you are joining us for the first time, I want to say thank you and welcome to the Academy. If you want to go to creativestudio.academy slash welcome, there is a page there that can help you be able to get started on the website. If you want to dive in even deeper into some of the content creation things that we are going to be talking about. At the end of the last semester, I hinted at some of the changes that would be coming in this semester and in the future. Now, of course, with this being a studio as well as an academy, we are also trying things out. Uh, So if things don't work as well as we had hoped this semester, we'll modify a little bit as we go forward. But what we're going to do is um, look at a few things here. One of the things that we're going to do is we're going to narrow the focus for the semester. Last semester, we were kind of all over the place with content creation, talking about blogging and podcasting and video and different strategies. And so we covered a lot of different things as we looked through the semester. And so what I wanted to do for this semester is kind of tone it down a little bit as far as how broad we go so that we can be a little bit more narrow in it and dive a little bit deeper into some of these specific things that we were talking about. So this semester, the second semester, we're going to be focusing more on blogging. Then we're also going to touch on writing eBooks and improving your website. And so, um, because with blogging, you're going to be dealing with a website. And so we're going to look at some things that we can be able to do to make improvements on the website in general, even though we're going to be talking specifically about blogging. And then also, I'm going to try to come back and do some more regular blog posts. And so this is something that that I had gotten away from. The more I was podcasting, I got more away from blogging, which is something that I love to do. uh, But just because of how busy I got with doing everything else, I let that fall to the wayside. And I was doing it very infrequently. And so I want to do some more on blogging. And so... Not only are we talking about blogging, but I'm going to have some blog posts as well. And the blog posts may or may not totally coincide with the blogging uh, focus on the podcast here. But there will be some there, but we'll I'm going to use the blogging also to be able to touch on some of the other subjects as well as we get um, different feedback from people um, regarding what we should look at. And so I'm going to try to do at least one blog post a week. And so I want to do that because I want to try to um, do something that, first of all, is manageable, 
for me and my schedule. But then also I want to be able to have um, uh, more of a focus on having one great piece of content that is probably a little bit longer um, as opposed to having shorter pieces of content that don't go as deep. And so that's kind of what I want to look at for that. And so I may bring some additional things here and there, maybe some uh, different articles and things that I come across that I may share or some infographics, uh, which I just shared one earlier this week um, on the the website there. And so uh, some things regarding landing pages uh, from Cobby Blogger. And so if you want to go to the website, you can be able to check that out. And so besides blog posts, I'm also going to be uh, making some improvements and changes in the newsletter. And so I mentioned about doing that. And so um, I tried a couple different things last semester. Uh, but what I think I'm going to do is I'm going to go to a biweekly newsletter. So um, every other week or twice a month, something like that, that will have a newsletter that goes out. It's going to have an article in there that's not going to be found on the website anywhere. So it's not just repurposing a blog post. But it will be like a blog post type of format, um, most likely. But we'll have one article on there uh, just for those in the uh, newsletter. And then I'll uh, put together some tips, um, some tricks, some different ideas and things that we can be able to implement um, on our websites, on our blogs, um, or just content creation in general. Uh, Just some things that kind of help us out, especially as I get feedback, people have particular questions or they're looking for how to do something. I may include those there as well. And then um, at the bottom of the newsletter, I'll have uh, just some links uh, to the different blog posts and the podcast sessions that have come out in the uh, two in that two week section um, since the last newsletter that way in case you miss something um, as it goes live um, that you can be able to have those links there available which if you want to uh, make sure to stay on top of it you can subscribe um, to the RSS um, and if uh, and if there's enough interest maybe I'll um, put up a email um, thing to where you can be able to get the blog posts emailed to you but then also if you uh follow me on twitter uh or on any of the other social media links on the uh, website you can be able to get those as well because i make sure to post those on uh especially twitter that's my big one that i use and so if you want to follow me on twitter it's at joshua w rivers and you can be able to use that to be able to stay in touch with what's going on here as well and then also I am going to be having an ebook that I am finishing up. And so it's going to be uh, talking about getting started with your website. And so I'm going to be planning on doing a second ebook as well um, that will cover um, not starting a website, but um, you have one started and you just want to look for some things that can be able to take that to the next level. And so Maybe you're, you got your website going and it's very basic and you just want to try to do a little bit to get it a little bit better. Or maybe you've been doing it for a while and you've made some improvements as you've gone, but you want to do a little bit more. And so this will be some things that you can be able to look at to try to make some improvements in that area. And so, and these will be some free resources available to those on the newsletter as well. So if you already are subscribed to the newsletter, you'll automatically get those sent to you as soon as they're available. Um, and then when they are available that'll be um something you get right when you sign up 
And so that'll be an opt-in for you there. And then another thing I really want to do this semester is to increase the engagement that we have. And so I got some feedback last semester, but it really wasn't a whole lot. And so I was hoping to be able to uh, get a lot more um, by by reason of that. And so we did get several iTunes reviews, which I'm uh, very thankful for. Um, but there weren't a whole lot of comments on the blog, and there wasn't um, a whole lot of uh, interaction and feedback that I got from uh, different people. And so I, I really want to increase that to be able to have some regular interaction. And several times I have alluded to the fact that I am not a complete expert. I have experience. I've been doing blogging for two and a half years or a little bit more, and I've been podcasting for almost two years. So I have experience doing some di- uh, these different things that I've been working on websites uh, much longer than that. And so I do have experience to bring, but I would not consider myself like a top of the line expert or anything like that. But um, I, I do know that there are lots of things that I can be able to share, which I have done and I continue uh, will do. And uh, but I know that you have some things as well that you can be able to share. And so even if you're just getting started, you do have some kind of experience that you can be able to share with other people. And if you're just kind of getting started and you have questions and things like that, please feel free to share those because chances are there's somebody else that has the same question and they're afraid to ask as well. So don't be afraid to ask. Don't be afraid to be able to get out there and be able to share that. And so if you want it to be a little more anonymous, you can be able to do that as well. And so there'll be different ways that you can be able to um, do that. And so one way is that you can be able to uh, now phone in a message for me. And so I have a Google voice number that you can be able to um, call and leave a, a number or leave a message at the number. And the number is 405-771-0567. And so I'm going to be repeating that number at the end as well. But you can call that number um, because most likely you're listening to this on your phone anyway. And so you can just be able to call that number and you can be able to leave a message for me. And then I can be able to get that message. And then if you would like it, we can even include that on the podcast. And so uh, so definitely a lot of things that I'm looking forward to being able to do with that. And so with this Google voice number, I also have the option to where I can be able to have that go straight to my phone, uh, my cell phone, and I can be able to answer uh, the phone. And so there may be times that I open that up to where I can be able to um, answer live and be able to answer questions live and have conversations with people that way as well. And so, but that's a, a one thing I want to do to be able to try to increase the engagement. And so that's just kind of some of the things that we're looking at going forward in this. And so uh, for this semester, the winter semester, winter of 2015, even though we are technically still in 2014, most of the semester is going to be in the new year. Um, we are going to be looking at blogging, as I mentioned. And so with that, I have created a mind map of the different topics that we're going to be trying to cover. There's eight main topics um, that kind of branch off of blogging. Um, and websites, and so that we're going to be looking at, and then there's a bunch of different subtopics off of those. And so as we go through this semester, we're going to be looking at those. And for this semester, we're looking at probably about 12 episodes, so about 12 weeks that we're going to be doing this. And so I haven't put a um, a hard stop on that, 
um, just so I can have some flexibility at this point, just to kind of see how it flows. But um, 12 is kind of where I'm looking at. So it could be anywhere between 10 and 16, maybe. Um, but 12 is my starting number for this. And so um, if you want to get a copy of this mind map, um, that way you can just kind of get a heads up on what we're going to be looking at. And maybe you just want to uh, be able to follow as we go along. You can be able to go to creativestudio.academy slash two dash one. And that will be the show notes for this page. And on that page, there is a link to where you can be able to download the PDF of that. And so you can be able to get a hold of it. And so there's actually one uh, version of it up there. I'm uh, working on getting a better version um, taken care of because I created it and I, I thought it looked kind of interesting. Um, definitely not what I originally, uh, planned, but it's, it's all on there. And then I printed it out and realized that it, the uh, the print is so small. Um, so I'm working on a new one. Hopefully, um, very shortly I will have that there. So, um, and this will be something that'll be available, um, basically with every, blog post i'm going to try to have available on every page that you go to so that if you are wanting to download this and stay stay up with what we're doing you can be able to get that and so i mentioned that in this episode we're going to be looking at the platform for your website and some basic settings that are often overlooked and so i just want to kind of touch on a little bit here and so we've already talked several things as far as the platform for your website and i've mentioned that my recommendation is using self-hosted wordpress and so there's two different types of WordPress that you can be able to use. There is WordPress.com, um, which is um, where your website is hosted on WordPress.com itself. So you're on their servers and utilizing their resources. And then um, the self-hosted WordPress, where it, which is where you purchase your own hosting package and your domain and all of that. And then you install WordPress on that and you're hosting it yourself. And so there are um, some uh, obvious similarities between the two. And so they're both based on the same core um, platform, the, uh, the, the same core th- um, uh, structure with the code. Uh, but there are some differences. And so when you're on WordPress.com, um, you had the benefit of their servers and all that, which is streamlined for using their, their service. And so it's a little faster um, than usually when you're doing your own self-hosted WordPress. And then also there are certain features that you can get on WordPress.com that are easily available. Um, But then there's um, a lot of limitations as well. And so uh, there's a lot of different premium themes and some different premium plugins that you can't use when you're on WordPress.com. So there are some limitations when you're doing that. The benefit though, is that WordPress.com is free. And so, or it can be free. And so, uh, the downfall though of WordPress.com is that, um, by default, your, um, email or your website address would be your website.wordpress.com. And so it's a lot longer and a little more bulky than if you were to just say my website.com. And so with your self hosted, uh, self hosted WordPress, um, that's a given. You're not going to have, dot wordpress.com and so it's just going to be your website.com now with wordpress.com you can choose to be able to get your own domain and be able to link that up um i can't remember what the cost is for that but i think it's something like 15 dollars a year or something or 20 dollars a year somewhere around there maybe it's a little bit more um 
And so I don't use WordPress.com uh, myself for my websites. And so I did uh, about four years ago uh, for a little while before I switched over to self-hosting. And so I can't remember all the details with that, though, but I'm going to try to have some different resources available um, on the website. And so it'll probably be a blog post um, where I share some of the different things regarding that. Now, with self-hosted WordPress, you have a lot of options to be able to customize uh, pretty much anything that you would like. And so, but uh, with that also comes a lot more responsibility. And so, because you got to take care of all the security and all the backups and all that kind of stuff yourself um, that is uh, not easily provided um, already. And so... um, then also you need to remember too that you got to purchase your own domain and your own hosting company. And so, which I mentioned this before, but my um, host of choice is Bluehost. And so they've been uh, really good to me uh, during the last uh, year or two that I've been working with them. And so I was definitely glad when I made that switch, actually, I guess it's been coming up on two years. And so I've been, uh, uh, working with them for a while and very rarely do I have an issue. Uh, but whenever I do, I'm able to contact them and they're able to, uh, help very quickly and easily be able to get through, um, any of the problems. And so just recently I was working with a friend, um, on his website, um, and, um, he went to sign up for something and found out that he actually signed up for, um, for something he wasn't expecting. It was costing a lot more than, um, he originally anticipated, um, and so he was thinking it was just a month by month instead of uh, paying it in one lump sum. And so, and so when he saw that, he, he realized he wasn't ready uh, to be able to make that commitment. And so even though uh, the purchase had already been made, he was able to go back. And um, his comment to me was that uh, he wished that other customer service things that he used were as good as what he experienced with Bluehost. And so because he was able to contact them and be able to get um, get all that taken care of easily. And so, um, I have experienced the exact same thing. And I've heard a lot of other people that would, uh, say the same thing as well, that, uh, anytime that they contact the help, um, and the, the customer service that it's been very good. And so they, they definitely do that. And so, uh, but again, it, uh, it's been usually very rare that something like that would happen. Even if you, um, don't know a whole lot and you just need some help, they have things set up to where you can be able to get that help. And so if you are looking to get hosting, and so I do have an affiliate link that you can be able to use, you can do creativestudio.academy slash Bluehost, and uh, you can purchase your hosting there, and then um, I will get a commission um, as a result of that. And so, and I would definitely appreciate that. That will help to be able to support uh, the podcast to be able to go forward. And so be able to help take care of the uh, various bills that we have and be able to help us be able to go forward and make some improvements as we go down the road as well, like uh, being able to get some better equipment and software and things like that to be able to uh, make things even better here. And so, um, again, I'm going to have a a blog post coming out um, hopefully shortly that has all these different differences um, listed out already. Now, as far as the settings that... Um, come with WordPress. And so WordPress is generally very easy. The only thing is there are a lot of menu options, um, especially as you start adding some different plugins and things like that. There can be um, a lot of different menu options that are on there. And so a lot of it is 
um, very simplistic, though, once you know what you're looking for. And so there is just a small learning curve. And once you get past that, it's pretty easy to be able to use and be able to move around. Um, and we'll talk a little bit about some of that in a uh, future episode, or maybe I'll just create a tutorial that goes through that, um, just how to kind of step through some of the basic things. But for now, I just want to look at some of the settings um, that are there. If you're looking at the WordPress dashboard along the left side, going down is the main menu that you have for your WordPress dashboard. And if you scroll down, um, down there near the bottom, um, there's the settings. And so that's what we're going to look at there. If you just click on settings itself, it's going to take you to the general settings. And so now if you just happen to hover over settings, the there'll be a menu that kind of pops off, a sub-menu that kind of pops up, and then you'll be able to click on the other options that are there. But under the general settings, um, it may seem really obvious, but you want to make sure to change the site title and the tagline especially that's there under the general settings. And so this is important because this is what goes into the um, at least the background of your WordPress site. And so this is something that's going to be on every single page um, that you create. And so now a lot of times people may use an image for their header. And then when that happens, the site title and the tagline do not actually show on the front of the website, but it is still in the code. And so if you don't change those and you just leave them with the defaults, then you're going to be giving a, a bad message. It's going to be bad for Google searches when Google um, searches your website and tries to pull it up in the searches there. It's not going to help you if that stuff is not changed. And so which next session we are going to be talking about SEO and so I was able to have an interview with someone. And so uh, he does SEO for a living. And so he shares some um, uh, things there. And so we'll be getting into that next time. Another thing you want to do there in the general settings, um, if you scroll down, you want to make sure that the email address is correct so that if there are um, notifications that come, that it goes to the right place. And so you want to make sure that you double check that. And then you want to... Um, check the time zone. You want to make sure that you change that by default. Um, it just chooses there just the Greenwich Mean Time. Um, so at the um, zero um, frame. And so you want to go through and you can be able to change that. You can either find a city that is um, in your time zone. And so for me, I am in central time zone You do in the U.S. And so I change mine to Chicago because um, even though I don't live in Chicago, it is um, a city that is in um, in my time zone. And so um, it's there. And so there's a whole bunch of different options all across the world. And then also, and so if you are in the, in the United States, you are going to have to um, scroll um, up near the top to be able to get to that. And so um, whereas by default, it's near the bottom where it just takes the um, UTC, um, time zone, and then it's plus or minus. And so it starts with plus zero and then it, um, it goes plus and minus from there. And so if you want to do it that way, just go based on, um, plus or minus the Greenwich time, then you can do that if you want to, or you can just choose, um, the city that is in the same time zone as you. 
And so you want to do that. And then you can change the date format um, and the time format, the whatever suits you and how we, how you would like that. And so there is a documentation there as well as far as um, how that will look. And so then, of course, whatever changes you make, you want to click on the save changes at the bottom. Now, the next item that I wanted to make sure to check under the settings, uh, there's another option over on the left menu there under settings for permalinks. Now, permalinks is basically the URL, the address, the web address that shows up whenever you're making new posts and pages. And so there's uh, the a lot of different ways that you could be able to choose this and you can see that when you go there. So when you click on the permalinks, it'll come up with the thing right there. And so the first thing will be the common settings and there's uh one, two, three, four, five different options there. Plus then you could do a custom structure there if you wanted to. And so um, the default one, um, if you look at that, you can see it's not a very good descriptive way of describing what page you're on or what post you're on. And so if you'll see, um, for example, what I'm looking at now is the example is HTTP colon slash slash www.creativestudio.academy slash question mark P equals one, two, three. Okay. So now the, the first part of that, the, up to the creative studio dot academy slash all that is going to stay the same that that is not part of what you are able to modify here at all that stays the same no matter which option you choose now what happens is what is after that last slash right there in this first option it has question mark p equals one two three which is um a a code version there and so each page each post has a number that is assigned to it um I believe it's based on whenever you create it, that it just takes the next numerical um, available um, thing that's there. And so this is just a default thing. And you don't want that because someone goes to your page and uh, are they supposed to memorize that? Yeah, go to my website slash. And then they need to know particularly what page number it is. And so that's uh, that can be very confusing. Uh, Plus, um, it is an SEO um, thing as well. And so whenever you're trying to optimize for the search engines, you want to have a descriptive name there. And that is definitely not a descriptive name. And so it's just very generic, very. And so that's not something that you want to have by default. Okay. Now the next options um, are kind of similar. Um, the day in the name, and there's also the month in the name. And so the, these are things to where the, um, each of the posts is also filed by year, month, and day. Um, and so you can have that part of it as well. So um, for an example, here it could be your website slash um, 2004 slash 11 slash 26 slash, and then it'll have the name of the post. And in the name of the post, it'll have the words, or at least the major words with a um, short dash in between them. And so, um, that would be one option. Um, and then also there is a numeric, which again is very much like the default. And so you don't want to choose that one, but the one that I recommend, um, at least for the most part, um, 
is, and it's the easiest one, I think, for being able to direct people to your website, is the post name. And so what that is, it's yourwebsite.com slash sample post. And so it just has the title of the post that shows up right there. And so that is the most descriptive way of being able to do that. So you can be able to, hopefully you're putting keywords into your titles and that way that will put those keywords then into the web address, which then will help um, with all the Google juice. Plus it makes it easier then for being able to tell people to be able to go to um, certain, certain pages or certain posts. And so you can be able to do that. And then there's a custom uh, way. If you're, are uh want to go a little bit more um customized in and what you're looking at um but that's a little bit more advanced um and so but i would generally say that you want to select the post name option for the permalinks and so those are the major things there there are some things that um you can look at um doing as well and so there's some sharing options that you might be able to do there's um under the settings there's also writing reading and discussion options that you could be able to choose. So with the writing, you can be able to choose the formatting. You can choose uh, the default post category. Um, and so you, uh, there are different categories that you can be able to choose for the different posts. And if you want to have one that is a default, the the default one is automatically just uncategorized, um, which is not very descriptive of anything at all. And so it was just we don't know what to call it, so there we go. Um, and so that's the default. So if you go in, you write a post, and you don't change the category at all, um, then that'll be the default one that it goes to. And so that way it goes to something. And so, But you can change that if you feel like. Um, and then depending on the theme that you have, you can be able to change the default post format. And so with the theme that I have installed here on Creative Studio Academy, at least right now, um, there's standard, aside, chat, gallery, link, image, quote, status, video, and audio. So these different ways and those different posts are um, formatted a certain way uh, that would be directly related to those different types of things. Um, then also it lets you be able to post via email. And so it sets that up um there so if you want to be able to do that to where you can just write an email and it automatically send it up and post it uh for you that way you can do that uh personally i don't um like that i can see where some people may want to do that um but especially with the way um things have advanced with wordpress and with uh mobile accessibility and things like that i don't see a great need for this um but it is an option that is there for you if you would like and then also there is a thing here um, for update services. And it says here when you publish a new post, WordPress automatically notifies the following site, update services. For more about this, you can be able to read that in the codex. Um, and so there's one here that is um, called pingomatic.com. And so what that does is Pingomatic um, actually lets the major search engines and some other areas know that whenever you post a new um, post or a page or something like that, it'll automatically be able to do that. And so, um, by default, this is set on. And so with WordPress, um, that's one of the benefits of having a WordPress site is that, um, Google is automatically notified whenever you post something so that you don't have to go and tell Google that. And so there are, um, if you look through Google, I don't even know exactly where it is because I've never had to do it. Um, but there's a way for you to be able to go on there and notify Google and say, hey, I have a website. Here's the address. 
you can go check it out. That way they can be able to index it. Well, this does it for you automatically. You don't even have to think about it. All you have to do is post it. Now, you might be able to do that, and maybe it um, helps speed up the process by doing it manually. Um, but it, this is at least something that you don't have to worry about. It automatically does it for you. And so that's something that you can be able to do. Um, now, under reading, uh, this is as far as how people will read your post. And so uh, the front page can display either your latest post or it can be a static page. Um, and again, depending on the theme that you're using and what your purpose is and how you're wanting to use your website will change how you want to do this. So I can't say that you want it one way or the other because it's going to be different for everyone. And so um, because there's some themes that come to where they have a homepage that is completely different from um, a list of blog posts. And so and so there, there's a, a different setting that, that's there for that. And so um, and then there's also you can show choose how many blog posts that you want to uh, show and how many pages you want to show when someone does a search for for posts and things like that. Um and so the syndication feeds can show, uh, you can change how many show on that. And then you could also just uh, decide that for any of the, the feeds that, that go out, the RSS feeds and things like that, um, you can change how whether that gets a full text uh, so that the entire post and images and everything get put out there, or if just a summary of the post is sent out there. And so there could be different reasons for being able to do that. And I talked a little bit about that with Joel Fortner last semester. And so um, then there's an option here also for search engine visibility. You can click something there that will discourage search engines from indexing this site. And so if you're putting up a site, but you're not necessarily wanting it to be found by Google in a Google search, you can be able to do that. Um, Now, that doesn't mean that Google has to honor that and not index it. Um, but it at least lets Google know that when they come to your site and they start to look through, they see this and it lets them know, Hey, I don't want this on to, to be found in a Google result search. And so, or a Google search result. And so, um, and then it's up to Google or whatever search engine it is, whether they're going to honor that request or not, but it's at least something there for you to be able to, um, at least put your request out for that. And so then there's um, uh, some different options you can be able to have with that, with the discussion that refers to comments, which we're going to dive in more in the future. And so, but there are some basic settings that you can be able to choose on this. And so, um, and again, depending on the particular need and your desire, um, you may want to allow or disallow certain things regarding that. But those are things that you want to look at at least. Um, and then there's also the media settings. And so this is something I personally have not messed with myself. Um, but these are just the basic image sizes that um, are chosen whenever um, you upload a new image. These are different things that you can be able to do. So you can choose what size you want for the thumbnail size, for the medium size, and for the large size. And so that'll be something you can be able to choose there. And so... Um, because what WordPress does is when you upload a picture, let's say that you're uploading a picture that is 2000 by 2000 pixels, um, it'll create 
um, and you'll actually have four different images that will be available to you. And so you'll have the original size, which is the 2000 by 2000, but then there's a large size, um, which by default is 1024 by 1024, um, the medium size, which is 300 by 300, and then a thumbnail size, which is 150 by 150. And so, and you can change those sizes um, there as you would like. And there's also an option here that um, as far as how it organizes it, you can organize your uploads into month and year-based folders. And so to where uh, you'll have um, a place where all your um, images are, the media, so it'll be like media slash, um, and then it'll have the year and then it'll have the month and then all the pictures that you add during that month will go into that folder and then the next month there'll be a new folder that's created automatically whenever you upload an image during that month and so those are some of the settings that you want to make sure that you check out um and so especially those ones that i mentioned in the first part of this um section here you definitely want to pay attention to those and so um hopefully this is helpful i'm going to have um just quick um uh, mentions of these in the show notes. Uh, so if you just want to refer to those, I'm going to try to have a couple screenshots there as well that you could be able to visually look at a couple of these. And so um, at least for the general settings and also for the permalinks uh, where I think are the most important ones that you need to um, check out. And then of course, as you, as I mentioned before, as you add different um, plugins and as you um, depending on the theme that you have, there'll be a lot of other settings that you can be able to um, mess with as well. Um, but those aren't anything that I can be able to discuss, just generally speaking. But it is always good whenever you add something that it is good for you to go in and check out the settings and see what they are so that you can know, uh, first of all, what your options are. And then you can make sure that the options are set to where it uh, makes sense for whatever it is that you're working on. And so with that, that's the uh, end of the main content that we have. So again, um, if you want to go to the show notes, you can go to creativestudio.academy slash 2-1 for semester two, session one. And you can be able to get the show notes there um, and the information that we talked about. And then also there is going to be a link there to the PDF for the uh, download if you want to get the mind map of what we're going to be covering this semester. And then also, um, there'll be ways to be able to leave some feedback either in the comments section or you can click on the feedback or contact button on the page as well to be able to um, get some more ways to be able to do that. And then also, we do have the new phone number that we could be able to use. And so if you want to get ready to take this number down again, um, you could be able to do that. So the number is 405 771 zero five six seven again that's four zero five seven seven one zero five six seven and so you can be able to do that leave me a message and uh if you need a response i'll get back with you uh if you leave your phone number i'll give you a call back or if you leave your email address i can send you an email um if you do that though make sure that you clearly enunciate it so that i can be able to send it to the right place um, and so, and if you want something included on the, on the show, um, then we can be able to do that as well. So if you have any questions that you would like at, um, answered on the podcast, I would definitely love and be able to encourage that as well. 
And so um, definitely feel free to do that. And that kind of directs the way that we go with some of this content. And so I have um, a rough idea of the things that we're going to cover through this semester, but I don't have anything set in stone because I'm waiting for your questions as well and to see kind of where we need to go and where we need to focus. And so I think that is um, a good way to be able to approach this. And so with that, I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. And as I do, um, we do also have a sponsor now that is available. That'll be, and we'll start promoting it more in the next session, but that is happened to your career. And so I know a lot of the people that listen to this podcast, that they are entrepreneurs or they are wanting to be an entrepreneur of some sort, or possibly you're just um, looking for a better job. And so happen to your career helps you be able to find the career that is perfect for you, uh, given your strengths and given uh, the different skill sets that you have. Um, and then also finding your passions and be able to match that together to be able to find the perfect job for you. And so uh, they do a great job being able to do that. They have a podcast over there as well. And so which I was able to help him as he got started a year and a half ago or so. Um, and so and so I've been able to follow um, them the whole time. And so uh, they have started something called the Work You Love One Stop. And so uh, there's uh, two steps to this. Uh, there is a free option to where you can go through an eight week or an eight day, excuse me, an eight day email course uh, where you go through and you do um, a couple different uh, things each day uh, that help you to really reflect over who you are, where you are in life and things like that. And they help step you through these different things to help you be able to find what it is that is suited and is perfect for you to do as far as work is concerned. Now they do also have a paid option um, that becomes available as well. Um, but uh, I, I would definitely recommend at least signing up for this free one. So if you want to do that, you can go to happen to your slash JR. And so um, that is an affiliate link. Um, so if you do end up purchasing the paid program, um, I'll get a little bit of a, uh, commission for that. Um, but all that is, is just a landing page there. It gives you some more information about what it is. And then there's a link there for you to be able to go to, um, the, uh, that free email, um, course that they put together. And so there, there's actually no way for you to be able to get to the paid course until you go through the free one. And so, and it's definitely not a pushy, um, kind of thing. And so I've been through it myself. Um, and so I highly recommend going through this. And so, I'm trying to build a business on the side, and this has been uh, very helpful for me to be able to get some more clarity about uh, the direction that I'm going. And so I'm very appreciative for Scott Barlow um, over there at Happen to Career to be able to uh, make this uh, possible. And so happentoyourcareer.com slash JR. So with that, we're going to sign off for this week, and we will see you next session. <laughs>